0: Welcome to Jazz Avec Moi, the podcast where we will talk about everything from life, career and entrepreneurship from a TCK perspective. My name is Michaela Mutoni and I will be your host. In part one, last week we spoke about who Fabiola was what drives her, and how a spark that was ignited when she volunteered once led her to her doing so much more. For this episode, join us as we learn more about what she does in her day-to-day life, her work with Oxfam, why financial literacy is important, as well as tips and tricks on how to take care of ourselves. So tell me, so what exactly do you do as a health consultant? I know Uh, you quickly talked about it, but I feel like with more of an explanation in your day-to-day life?
1: So, my day-to-day life? Yes. Uh, so, basically, I work with organizations that have internal problems. So, it could be that they want to review their policies. It could be that they're having internal conflict and they need someone to intervene as a mediator, but also as a consultant. It could be that they're having structural issues. They mm-hmm. want to review their mandate, their their mission. It could be that... There is some power dynamic that needs to be addressed in organization. Often yep. there, are, in this world, there, has, there are people that have been there for like 20 years and people that have been there for five years and there is a huge clash between the vision and where the organization is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of facilitating, a lot of, it's interesting because this week I realized how it's addressing a lot of dysfunctionality, Yeah, but also, but doing that also kind of, in a way, puts me in perspective with my own dysfunctionality too, Right. Because you, you have to be aligned to do that work. You can, I cannot, most of the time when I have a contract, I have to take some time before just to make sure that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling, like, comfortable. I'm going to, because it's not easy to go in spaces and just be like, okay, well, this is what came up from all of the employee. This organization really sucks. <laughs> so that's a very uncomfortable space to have Um, so it takes a lot of preparation to uh, hold that truth in a very comfortable way but also come up with proposition or solution or you know so basically it's really working to strengthen internal structures and allow organizations to feel supported in the program and services that they provide outside Mm. and yeah so that's how my day to day looks like basically, yeah. Okay, so it's like a
0: form of change management, I would say, right? Yeah. Because you're basically, yeah, helping these organizations go through, yeah, a period of change and, yeah, whatever that change <laughs> might be. What do you like about the job?
1: I feel like it's, one thing is that it allows me in a way to, like, bring perspective to yeah. people. And often lack perspective when, we, when we've been into our day-to-day too much. Yeah. So it's always refreshing to be able to be that like outside person who comes with a new perspective and people are like, oh my God, how come we didn't think about that? Right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you're like, well, because you've been so much into your little issues among each other or you've been in, in this organization for 40 years. So it's actually normal that you're not capable of having that step back. So, and it's really refreshing to come up with that. And And I was saying that it's also something that helps me in my personal life because I'm capable of understanding sometimes what kind of help do I need, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of my work is actually providing the help that organization needs. But it's it's really intertwined often with personal interaction too. And also because it's not only a question of organization it's often a question of humans too how do humans work together yeah Mm -hmm. i do a lot of work around anti-racism in workspaces too and anti-racism work anti-oppression it requires to address a lot of interpersonal dynamics And that's not easy. (laughs) No, Uh, I can imagine there would be
0: quite a a bit of tension and people being defensive during discussions such as those,
1: right? A lot. The good thing is most of the time it's organizations that calls us and are like, yes, like, so one of our employees told us that we're racist, so we need Mm -hmm. to, but we believe that we're not, but we're calling you because you are, you know, so we can have a diversity one-on-one training, right? Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And what we do is like, But it's good because the organization that I work for, it's really not... Like, we're not going to... Yes, we're going to address your need, but we're also going to give you more according to what we see that you really need. Mm -hmm. So it puts people in a very uncomfortable space, but in a way that allows them to grow and also, yeah, change. And doing that, such a profound and deep work is so beneficial for myself too because I'm capable of going... of doing that work with myself in so many different ways. And as, as I was saying, also asking for help, which is something that I think... In the African community and in the Black communities, we're not taught to to actually look for the help that we need. Whether it's actually saying that we don't know or that we're lost or uh, that we took a bad de- we t- we made a bad decision, you always have to ask, especially as Black women and African women, as if you have it all together, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that. Wow everything that you do is so perfect yeah. um, and that's hard because it's not true like most of the time we're all trying to figure it out right mm-hmm. so I feel like it gave me that it actually allowed me to be vulnerable with my friends with my family and even with people that I don't necessarily know yeah and also know when I need some professional like help This mm-hmm. when one of my friends can actually just listen to what I have to say and yeah <laughs> or the yeah actually you really need to like have a massage or go to see an acupuncture or yeah. just some like there's some stuff that like our friends or family shouldn't carry just because there are people who are paid to do that <laughs> yeah and, and you who know? are trained
0: for it right are <laughs> we for that manage that because yeah. like you said sometimes maybe they will tell you they will help you in the best way they can but sometimes yes. need a little we're bit more than that, that. <laughs> yeah yeah totally and then what do you find hard
1: about it? So my job or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, your job. So as I was saying, I know that I'm a very versatile person, but I feel like my job is ask me to be the most versatile person that I can be because we're so it's a, it's a horizontal structure, which means that we don't have the bus. So mm. I'm kind of my own. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. But it comes with responsibility. Yeah, which is good. So I make my own schedule. I meet with clients when I want to, like I actually arrange when I want to meet them. Also don't. So it's horizontal. So there is no hierarchical. We're all consultants, but but we also all have an an administrative portfolio. So for example, I take care of the finance and fundraising of the organization. So it requires me to like build up the financial plan. Uh, work with the auditor, work with the accountant, uh, uh, also participate in developing projects with funders, attending mm-hmm. meeting, and at the same time, doing consulting work with other organizations. So, yep. so much. And I feel like it's great because I feel like it has really allowed me to explore ways in my personality, like things that I would have never thought that I could be capable of doing. But for example, wearing the three different hats in one week. Yeah. That was very difficult because the previous job that I had, I only had to wear one hat, which was mm-hmm. fundraising person. So just have to look for the money for the organization. So that was hard. But like, at least it was only one hat. Now I have three different hats and I have to, yeah, to just like find a balance between the three of them. Yeah. And so the, and the getting to find the balance was really hard. That was, yeah. was, that was what was the most difficult. That was, I don't know, that was the most difficult thing. I had yeah. to do the um, curve of learning was so high. Mm-hmm. So I had to encourage myself in believing that I could go through that curve and also to travel throughout that cr- curve with the imposter syndrome, but also yeah. cheering myself up like, you can do this, you can do this. <laughs> so uh, and, yeah, Am so I like, in my crazy? You feel like you're maybe uh, like you're, you're, there's two different voices that are in your head on that same journey of learning and you also want to get to learn more but it's yeah that was the most difficult part is really like learning how to find balance in wearing different hats and I feel like today I'm, I'm at peace I'm kind of like I, you know I'm, I'm really 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 better at this yeah but what was the most difficult for me yeah
0: wow that's interesting and it's so but it's such a great experience. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, wow, that must be so cool, though. I can understand the stress. <laughs> I, I totally yeah. can understand the stress of being, having to do your job. Well, well, it's all your job, but having to do the consulting, goes see the clients, and then the next second, you're like, okay, what does the financial plan look like? Where are we going to get money yes. from? And then the next second, doing something else. But you're gaining so many
1: skills out of Different, this, not you know? Yeah, I, I have never had any financial skills before financial training like nothing now like i'm very comfortable doing annual like budgets uh, work contents i can understand the like the conversation yeah i would have never have access i think to that knowledge if it was not because of that job yeah
0: yeah and and that's such a yeah and that's such like an asset those are skills that now that you have them they're not going to go anywhere you know You can even use them if you want to start your own project on the side or do your own NGO in the future or or business or
1: any other project. I feel like it impacted my way of, let's say, the way that I, my own relationship with money, for example, Mm. uh, being in charge of an entire, uh, like the budget of an entire organization. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like impacts the way that you actually control and use your own money too. (laughs) That's so interesting. Yeah. That's so interesting, because I guess now you're, you're really understanding the plus and the minuses. So now oh, you're yeah. back at home and you start okay. looking at your own plus and minuses. Exactly. I understand every single transaction, the impact that it has, you know. <laughs> but that's, so, see, that's another thing that I think is so
0: important, because we also don't learn how to do that. You know, I mean, no. we grow up and people are like, OK, save money. Yeah. But what do you mean? And. And And how much is saving? Like, how much is saving enough? You know. (laughs) Yeah, and then okay, I'm gonna. Am I going to put it in just a normal savings account, or am I going to go put it in? I don't know, like, uh, yeah, TFSA, like all the different mechanisms that exist in Canada to manage your money that you don't know until you're like in You're lucky to find someone who will
1: explain it to you. Yeah, you know. So that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's true that financial literacy is something that is really hard to have. Um, yeah. And it's really nothing. It's something that I've started to be more and more interested in because, first of all, of my dyslexia. So I had, uh, when I was in high school and in primary school, I was so bad in that. And I, mm-hmm. I've started understanding that it's more because I was told that I was bad at it. Okay. So I was actually really bad at it. And also because I had mm-hmm. to learn differently. There is different ways of learning and often our academic structure, whether it's through primary school or high school, really promotes a unique way of learning. Yeah. If you have a different way of understanding math, you're definitely going to be behind. Having that job especially, came with a lot of fear because of that background, you know, because mm. of that past that I have with finance and math. And then the more knowledge I'm getting, the more impressed I am of myself because I'm like, wow, I can actually do this. I actually understand this. I'm actually capable of even talking about it with people and they can understand it. And I'm understanding more the importance of financial literacy. Yeah. And I the thing that now I'm like, I actually would want more people to understand how to, yeah, deal with their finance and their annual budget and Weirdly enough, it's something that I would have never thought I would do in my entire life. I feel like if I would have told that to myself or my dad five years ago would have <laughs> left and just like say that person is crazy. <laughs> and yeah, so I feel like life really brings you into spaces that are, yeah, unexpected, really. Unexpected. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and financial literacy, that's another like, whole topic too because that's one of the things that can really impact your life, you know, and it can either Mm. set you up for success or it can really slow you down in achieving Uh. goals that you have set for yourself. Mm. And I'm always trying to think of ways of how can people learn, you know, is it, let's say now, every time students come to school, like should organization like MASS or other African senior organizations start doing like classes you know like an event like come we're going to talk about money today or things like that like i'm I'm always trying to think of what are the ways that we can teach each other so that we can understand a little bit more yeah we can be more financially literate and make better decisions ahead of time like right at the beginning right when you come and you're Mm -hmm. starting to study not five years later or ten years later you know
1: yeah, even because I feel like, yes, it's important for students, but it's even more important for people who are age, yeah, <laughs> you know, like in the late 20s, because yeah. if you have had that access to that knowledge. Then it means that whatever financial decision you're taking on your day to day has such tremendous impact, you know, on your yeah. future. Yeah, I feel yeah. like as a student, yes, definitely we should have access to that. But the more we grow and the more we're taking decisions that will maybe be irreversible, you know? Yeah. Um, it's true.
0: Yeah, I was yeah. thinking as a student because I was thinking like, oh those are when you that's when you kind of enter the adult world. Yeah. You know, but I guess there's still yeah. us. Like we're not us causes. <laughs> you know, like there should <laughs> there should still be opportunities for us to oh, redeem yeah, so.
1: ourselves.
0: <laughs> you oh, know, redeem God. ourselves. And then my last point that I wanted to ask you about is the youth um boards that you're part of you talked about the OFAM one and then you talked about the I think it was with the yeah the city of Montreal how did you get on those like where did you find them how did you get involved so I applied okay (laughs) Um, so you found it online and you just applied
1: yeah so I found it online I feel like was it in I think between 2017 and 2018 I made the decision to get involved in youth boards. Why? Because before that, all the activities that I was doing, I was tired. I was really tired. In 2016, I was tired because all of the initiatives that I started that were serving the youth were led by me um, and were financed by me. And at some point, yes, you can create a lot of organization. Yes, you can financed our school in Mali, financed the hospital in Congo, yep. uh, organized different marches. and But I was really, really tired. Yep. I also felt like I really wanted to continue doing that work, mm-hmm. but I wanted to feel supported. Mm. I wanted to feel supported and I wanted to have a team that is, yeah, that is consistent because throughout the, the initiative that I was co-led or led, People would, at some point will go because it's not as if I had a structure, you know, it's not as if it was through a program or through uh, or people get tired. And it's a lot of volunteering work. At some point, people just, yeah, go on with their life. Yeah. Um, for example, exactly. when I joined Africa, really, we were 14 and today we're like three. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. OK. So yeah, yeah. Ten years of work. Right. We've been capable of, of building a school. And enlarging a hospital, the Pansy's Hospital, from the recent Nobel Prize winner, Dr. Mukwege. So mm-hmm. did amazing projects, but it came with the cost of tiredness and yeah. also not having the energy anymore to just invest. And also just life happens, right? People starting having families and or like studying abroad and different things like that. So for me, it was important that I did find a structure that would actually finance the initiative that I would have had. <laughs> Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So that's how I started getting involved with Oxfam. Oxfam has a youth board and you can either so they actually give you access to a lot of different international events or initiatives that are happening. But also what I did that was very close to my heart last year was to organize two public consultation for so to develop the first Canadian youth policy. So that, that will actually be announced very soon by the federal government. Yeah, but it was great because I could have the financial support of Oxfam, you know. Yeah, but because I'm part of the youth board, um, Oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. So it comes with it comes with great benefits for me. So I don't have to like look for money, fundraise for like I don't have to fundraise to actually offer a service or yeah. do something. Right? So um, that was my plan, and I was actually capable of yeah of reaching it and and also for example meet with um, during the G7 there you know that all of the leaders were meeting in Charlevoix uh so so there was also a youth seven that mm-hmm. was from all of the that was youth representative from all of the seven countries and I got to work on their uh on their suggest, the suggestion that they were they had that you had that they had to provide to the just seven committee so it's different kind of work on on different skills that I was capable of doing mm-hmm. uh, without necessarily burning myself out uh, yeah. which I had done the years before so I was trying to find ways for myself to be efficient in the work that I wanted to do by having access to resources and also working with people that had the same drive and yeah. also had that financial like support too. And because, yeah, finance is important too. Like it, it's just, it's so important in the work that we want to be doing. Even sadly enough, it is important. Even if we're not, I have never been paid to do the work that I've done. Yeah. But it requires money to do it. In the sense that if you want to organize a public consultation, for example, you have to have a space, you have to have food, you have mm-hmm. to have, uh, you know, like the different materials. So it will require money that at some point I was just tired of either giving my own money to my own project yeah. or using in advance to actually host initiatives.
0: Yeah, that's so smart, because like you said, one of the biggest constraints and one of the things that you're probably most stressed about was the money. So you just found an alternative way of getting money without fundraising all the time, you know. Mm -hmm. And And Mm -hmm. I like that you just also just applied for it, because sometimes I feel like these type of roles i guess like even if they're volunteer roles but this type of opportunities to be involved in larger organization like Oxfam or like the city of montreal can seem so far you know they can seem like they are unattainable yeah and that you wouldn't have a chance or that you wouldn't be chosen they just seem out of our realm you know but it's just a matter of totally Believing in yourself and taking a chance and saying, no, I'm interested. I want to do this. So let me just try and see what happens. Yeah,
1: definitely. You know? And I feel like I had gained so much experience. And for me, I also felt like they were gaining something to have me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. At this point, I was like, I feel like you're also getting gaining something, you know? And so not to like just in the sense that like that's not applying have kept me so much out of those spaces because I believed that I was not good enough. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, I was like, you know what? No, actually, after four years or five years of fundraising and doing all of this work, I feel like I'm actually, they're gaining something to have me now. Yes, (laughs) Um, like you know (laughs) something. You are going (laughs) to add value. And it's so important for, I feel like, for Black folks to get into those spaces because most of the time, it's a very homogenous Yeah. Again, like when I was saying that, it's often the same people that apply to those jobs, to those uh, positions, even if they're our volunteer position. Yeah. Um, because we tend to just think that we're not, you know, we're not qualified enough. We're not we're qualified. Not. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's funny because you get in there and you're like, oh, well, there's a lot of people that are like, even, there, there are so many different people that I know in my circle that could actually sit here and be so much more efficient than... Yeah. <laughs> Than the homogeneous group that I'm around, you know, and then and also the sad truth is that the sad truth is that those spaces are often predominantly white, and you end up being again the only, the only black, person. black person or person of color advocating for black and uh, people of color and people living in margins. So yeah, I feel like that's the I understood that yes, my activism work can happen outside of organization, so I can actually lead my own initiative even if it's tiring but i also in the way i'm trying to get inside and leave the door open for other people to come in so the change are also happening in organizations that do have power to change things right for me like because it it was crazy for me when oxfam told me that yes so they are an organization they have been selected to be an observatory member of the j7 and i'm like and they uh be because of their uh, youth. Oxfam um, Quebec has uh, been recognized for the, their youth work. So that's yeah. why they have a youth board because they've been recognized for that. And they were asking me and, and different youth to come and to actually help them uh, revise the proposition that were made. And yeah, it's so they have so much power, right? They have so yeah. much power, so much things. And yeah, I feel like that's where also we have to to get there to actually be able to bring the change that our communities needs to wants to see and and also needs to have uh because no one is gonna again like coming back to when you're the only black woman in in the space, no one is gonna make you feel comfortable, and no one is gonna help you unless you do it for yourself or you yep. do it once you do it for yourself, you're also capable of helping others doing it for themselves too, right yeah, totally. So that was also a realization that I that I made when I came into those spaces where I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much white, but it's OK. We're leaving the door open. I, at <laughs> least I got there. So I'm leaving the door open so that others can actually join the seats and the tables, too. Yeah. And they can see like, oh, you can do it. Then
0: first of all, it shows that they can do it, too, which is so important. Right. Yeah. And like you said, you cannot be the only voice like your experience is so different from. Let's say that someone means. who was born and raised here or somebody who like there are so many factors. Like black people were, are so we're people. Yeah. we so, so different. <laughs> <laughs> we're so different. You know. Uh so we need more voices at the table. And um I really appreciate you saying as well that it is important for us to be in the big organization as well. Because I feel like sometimes we really push. I'm all for grassroots organization and doing it from the bottom up, but then at the end of the day, the big organizations still have a lot of the powers and the decisions are going to be made either. So it's not either like, oh, I'm going to go big or small. I think it's more of a matter of we can be in both spaces, Mm -hmm. just identify which one works better for you for the season of life that you're in. Right. Yeah,
1: And also just having clear boundaries. For me, I know that I would always work with grassroots organization is part of myself yeah but now I'm like I'm not gonna burn myself down <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna continue this work but be gentle with myself and yeah. I'm gonna also continue doing this work in bigger organization where I can actually have the funding for it right mm. it's a question of balance but also in both spaces it's a lot of it's also a question of taking care of yourself yeah. because both spaces requires so much whether it's through yeah just like surviving like being the only person of color or black person in big organization that requires a lot or being leading uh, initiative or leading a small organization with such small funding and that requires so much of extra work just to get one thing done and yeah in both ways we tend to burn ourselves down ourselves out yeah uh, and have and and that's and we've seen that like with the rise of mental health issues in the black community and especially in nonprofits and I, I'm pretty sure also in, in the business world too. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like there is, there's also that question of taking care of ourselves because we feel like we always have to overwork and overshow that we're capable or. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I feel like that's something that I'm also learning is learning how to set clear boundaries and also knowing that what I'm doing is, is already enough, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. So now that you can look back, you know, like from
0: when you came and then you started getting involved and then to where you are now, what advice would you give someone else who's trying to sort of do what you're doing?
1: Hmm. That's an interesting question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Um, I guess, again, yeah, taking care of, finding something that you're passionate about and starting gradually. I feel like starting most of the time, when we start with a lot of of intensity, we tend yeah. to be burned out more easily. Mm, um, okay. so I feel like learning gradually allows you to actually test your boundaries and understand your limits and know like what feels good and what doesn't feel good. So it mm-hmm. actually gives you the opportunity to experience things in a very conscious way, you okay. know, which I've lacked a lot. I've either like jumped in the project with my head. And didn't sleep for like four days, didn't eat. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, this could have happened (laughs) in different ways, you know? And the repercussion of that is definitely that I had moment where I was really broke down because I was just extremely tired. And I didn't really know where to look for help. I had moment where I was, yeah, I was burned out. I was tired. I couldn't move. I couldn't think. I couldn't just because I have done so much. Yeah. And I just didn't really take the time to reflect, yeah. uh, to and to also think all the work that I'm doing. Where is it? Um, mm. Where is it grounding itself in a way? So I feel like doing some, finding something, and taking the time and doing it consciously, and also having mentors, people around you to act that you can go and talk to, so that they can also just. Because I feel like if I would have had some mentors around me back then, they probably would have told me, okay, you're doing too much, stop now, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. And now I know that my circle, my close friend, my, the people around me will tell me if I'm doing a lot, they'll be like, slow down, you know, you're going to mm-hmm. burn yourself. And and it's something when you're moving to Canada or in the States, as countries that are always proning hyper-projectivity, uh, oh, nice. yeah. we do. And as a person of color... It's a mix. You're trying to show that you're capable and you're also trying. To, so the hyper productivity is, can reach like a moment tellement élevé that yeah. it's going to cost you either your mental health or yourself, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. so doing this work is great, but I feel like it requires to do it carefully with care and yeah. with, with people around you to support you. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good advice actually because. And it's so true when you were talking about going into something like with so intensely and then feeling burnt out. Because mm-hmm. I feel like with the few things, like with projects I've tried to do, I've got always like run it at 110%. Even when I'm so busy with life that honestly, I should not be doing this. But I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I want to do it. I'll find a way. But then I end up getting burnt out and then I end up dropping it, you know. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to learn how to do it in a more... Maybe like not as fast or not as intense as I would like, but at least in a way that would be sustainable for the long term, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that comes with learning about yourself and learning when you're too tired and saying, it's okay if I have done work on this today, I can do it tomorrow. And it's not going to be the end of the world. Like you said, being gentle on yourself. And that comes with practice <laughs> and then realizing that the world keeps turning.
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah. And I feel like in everything, but I through our relationship, our work, our academic work, there is some a certain work that we can do and provide. Sometimes we also just need to let time make its mm-hmm. own work. You no, know? yeah. There is some, yeah. So there's something that belongs to us, and sometimes there's just some work that doesn't belong to us, you know. And we just mm-hmm. have to let the universe or time do it, you know. Yeah, At, for the, sure. right time, at the right moment, instead of like deciding when is the right time right moment for everything to happen at the same moment which and yes can work in on the short term but again when we're talking about system sustainability it it just cannot work on the long term yeah and then yeah
0: that's so true And also, and I think that comes with learning how to let go because I think we like to plan. Like I'm a control person. <laughs> I like to plan. I like my life to be organized a certain way. Yeah. This is how it was supposed to go, you know. So if it doesn't go
1: that way, then what do you do? You know. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Like yeah, on that. I'm a planner too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so learning how
0: to let go is also uh, yeah, it's hard, but it's it's a life skill we need to. Right. We need to learn how to do that. Mm-hmm, definitely. And, definitely. And so where do you see
1: yourself in five years? <laughs> That's question. This is such a hard question. Um, but it's funny because when I read it two days ago, I was like, oh, this is, so, this is such a hard question. But then today I was just taking some time for myself and reflecting on different things that were important for me. And I answered that question without even, think, like, without even necessarily making the link. And oh. one of the important, yeah, so when I wrote down, when I scrolled down the question before our conversation, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. interesting, I replied to this earlier today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I was thinking about is that, so five years, I'll be 31. <laughs> yep. And definitely want to continue being, doing more work within myself, because yeah. what I've learned is I can do anything that I want, but I cannot have everything. Mm. So this requires a lot of alignment mm-hmm. in myself, and finding like just or finding the right finding the right balance within myself to know exactly what am I going to look after. What am I? Lo- what am I looking after? What do I want to dig into within myself? What do I want to repair with relationship are important in my life moving forward, and that impacts a lot the person that I am outside of the world. So work that needs to happen within myself to prepare me for the work that I need to do outside of the world. Um, So definitely continue doing more work within myself because I've seen so much benefit from that for the last couple of years. And I'm very happy to be spending more time walking by myself, you know, tapping into my creative spirit because I'm a very creative person. So I'm investing a a little bit more time into like painting, writing, reading, uh, building stuff, decorating, things that are not political, that are not... Related. There are just things that make my soul happy and just nourish my soul, you know, and allows the kid that is in me to still be alive and just Mm -hmm. be something that I still want to continue investing in in the next five years. But also work wise, I was thinking that I still want to be able to have a job that gives me the flexibility to Mm -hmm. do different things Uh, because I've realized that I'm someone who likes wearing different hats, even if it comes great costs. but. Outside of work, I'm still that person, you know, who wears different hats. And I still want to be able to do that in five years. And, of course, having a family, I think it's something that is important for me. And I was reflecting earlier today where I was like, I want to find myself as a whole, but also find someone that completes me, you know, Mm -hmm. and and, and also build a vision or, um, you know, invest in something that is bigger than myself. And I feel like family is... Extraordinary example of of building something that is bigger than yourself. So yeah, 31, hoping to you know start starting the foundation of a family of something extraordinary, and also I would wish to live closer to my dad. So my dad lives in Kenya, and oh would, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was thinking in the next two years, I have this plan where I would I wish to be back in Kenya to be closer to him. Yeah, um, just because I'm realizing that. Time passes whether I like it or not whether I want to see it or not yeah I just feel like my dad is not that old but I also feel like these are the last year where I would be able to just live with him you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's very true and at some point in my life I'll be missing those moments I'm like I want to be I want to create more and more time and more memories and not and vacation at this point are not enough for me I really want to like be able to see my dad every day if I want to Oh, um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's one of the things that I wish I'll be able to, um, to have in five years. Yeah. yeah. That's so, you know, what's so funny. So when I was 26, I'm
0: 28 now, when I was 26, I wrote down a five-year list to for 31. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for 31. Oh my God. Really? For 31. For 31. It's yeah. 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 I wrote it down. Okay. You know, when I wrote 31, I was like, damn, usually people do it when like, when they're 25, when they're 30. For yeah. me, I'm for when I'm 31, but I'm, it's good to know that you did it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, so that was the plan.
0: So so initially, I was like, okay, I'm 26. I was finishing my master's. And I was like, okay, so what do I want to achieve in the next four years? So I'm, I'm going to be 30. But then after I was writing it down, I was like, okay, I don't think this is going to happen in four years. So then I changed <laughs> it to 31. <laughs> I was, I was yeah,
1: like, five years is good. Okay, five years
0: this is, this is good thing, <laughs> because some of it had also like, oh, I have a family. I was like, eh, four
1: years. You think you really were going to find the guy, marry the guy, start having children? I was like, okay. You, you know, things happen in two months. I'm like, what? They're like, yes, it just happened. I met him. And then, but I, I, yeah, just to say that four years is still
0: possible, you know? Well, oh, no, my sister, you want to, I might go revisit it again, but we'll see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. i was not sure if it makes sense but now talking to you i'm like it definitely makes sense to have a plan from when i'm 31 because 30 is too much stress you know yeah, like i finished is, the cup for the 30th year i'm like no 31 is you know you yeah it's after 30 you've exactly had, I, f- I feel like 30 is to catch up on the last you know the last few yeah,
0: things last that are remaining you know <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah And then you're like, okay, 31, okay, we can do this We're already 30, so let's do this,
1: you know So I guess I'll tell you when, when I'm 31 how my list goes, you know Oh, yes, yes, you'll oh. tell me how, like, how your, your list is when you're trying can I can't wait for that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wish you all of that's on the list and even Thank more Thank you, you uh, too Whatever was on that list, <laughs> we're okay. all wishing you that <laughs> <laughs> You know Thank you. Thank you. Um, Any last
0: words, anything that we missed that you wanted to talk about, that I don't know, that we didn't mention
1: for some reason or another? I'm seeing something that I wrote and I maybe forgot to mention it, but it's how important, and I'm I'm reminding myself more and more of that. You know, the little voice that is in you, that is always talking to you, how much important to listen to it, and how important that voice is actually your best friend. Mm-hmm. And we need to take care of it and really take time to cultivate it. So that was the one last thing that I wanted to share with you.
0: That's such a good advice. Like, oh, man, thank you. I needed that one
1: tonight. <laughs> you <know? laughs> we always, always need that reminder. You know, that little voice. We yeah.
0: Because that that we, we it ignore then. it and then we go back to it and we're like, OK, if I had listened to you earlier, how would I have I been would... gone so much
1: more differently, you know? exactly exactly no yeah so that's my 2019 like desires to listen more and more to them yeah i meant that okay where can we find you
0: are you social do you have i don't know facebook instagram or
1: no so i'm a very bad person uh when it comes to facebook like people (laughs) i feel like people have just decided to just Stop messaging me because I'm just so, you know, I'm still trying to find ways in which I felt comfortable using my social media. But I I would say that Instagram is the best way. Weirdly enough, that application works best for me. But the other ones, whether it's Snapchat or Facebook, Twitter, I'm like always behind. I don't know. I feel like you cannot maybe be on top of all of them all the time. So I'm accepting that too. But Instagram has really been my go to application because I feel like it gives me it's Usually when people message you, it's not too, too long. You know? Yeah, of course. Not those yeah. Facebook boxes. So, um, and also I love creating arts and pictures and writing. So that's also where I post a lot of my um, artistic work. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So artistic in work, like pictures. Yeah. I love doing, ed- like taking pictures and editing pictures and uh, writing too. So. Um, yeah, finding me on Instagram is uh, the best. I would say the best uh, social media platform where I would be more responsive. <laughs> okay. And what is that? What is your Instagram? So, I f- should have Instagram. you on Instagram. Yeah, you have me on Instagram. Instagram is Fabi Soleil with a Y, so Fabi with a Y and then Soleil um, attached to it. Yay! Sounds
0: good. Thank you. Yeah, I was going on my Instagram now to be like, what is your handle? <laughs> What's your handle? Anyways, at Fabi Soleil. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes anyways
1: thank, thank you, you so much. much i'm so happy i'm so happy that we took the time to have this conversation i really feel like you you know you it, it feels so naturally when it's so naturally it flowed i really enjoy this platform and i just can't wait to hear the other hosts that you'll have you. And I'm so happy that you're taking the time to just you know give the voice to people and i wish i could hear more of you too <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, somebody else said that. I was talking to someone and they were like, but what about you, though? You know? And, and, and I was like, that's a good point. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll have someone interview me back on day. Amazing. Like, if you could have someone interviewing you, like, and people could actually send you the question that they want to hear from you, like, they want to oh, know, okay. that could be, you know. Okay, okay. so I'm going to write that down. So I think what I'm going to do is... like. <laughs>
0: It like what I? It looks like I'll be the next person interviewing you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> why not? Why not? I think you'll be really good at it. So, anyways, okay, let's do that. I will. I've saved it, and then uh, we'll do that in a couple of months. It'll Amazing. be fun. Okay. You
1: know? Yeah, anyways, it will be really fun.
0: Merci Thank beaucoup. You so much. Thank you, yes. and uh, have a good night. And we will be in touch. Yes, we'll be in touch. Yes.
1: Yeah. Take bye. care. Good bye bye, manager.
0: What did you think of the conversation that you just heard? Don't hesitate to leave us comments on the Facebook group or on the website, jazzavecmoire.com. As the old adage goes, sharing is caring. So if you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends, like, and subscribe. Until next time, keep striving, keep thriving, and keep shining.